Praise God. So we're going to get ready to dive into our, our brand new series uh, for this month. And, you know, God's called us to be stewards. He's called us to be wise stewards with what he's blessed us with. God's blessed us with so much. Can you say amen? He's given us so many things. He's given, he's given you gifts. He's given you talents. The very breath that you breathe, the life that you live. Husband, he's given you a, a beautiful wife and, 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 a, and a family. Wives, he's given you a beautiful husband. And, and he's blessed us above and beyond. God has blessed us with so much. And the Bible teaches us and gives us understanding that we are stewards of what he's given us. Everything that, that I can accomplish in this world, when, when I get up and go to, to my job each day, uh, any, any ability, ability that I have, it's all for the glory of Jesus. It's by the power of God that I do anything that I do, that I go to work, that I get up and go to work. If without God, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be alive. Can you say amen? God is faithful and God is powerful and he's called us to be stewards. And that's what we're going to be looking at this month, stewardship, God's plan for blessings and increase. How many want to be blessed tonight? Amen. Yeah, receive that. We want increase. We want blessings. Now, the definition of a steward is a steward is someone that manages or looks after another's property. So the life that you have, it's not your own. You didn't think of yourself into existence. You didn't create yourself. Almighty God created us. The Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So the very life that you live on this earth, you're a steward of that. What does that tell us? You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of what God's given you. Husbands. You're the priest of your home. I'm the priest of my home. What does that tell me? That I have to be a wise steward, a faithful manager with what God's given me. That keeps, keeps me in line. It, it, it tells me that I can't just act and respond any way I want just because, oh, it's my family. No, God's entrusted me with my family, with my marriage. Ministry workers, you're a steward over that ministry. That's God-given. Leaders. That's God, that's God given. So we're stewards, we're managers of another's property, and, it, and it, it's almighty God's. We're stewards of God's gifts. Now, there are blessings tied to being a faithful steward of God's gifts, of God's blessings. We have to understand that. There are blessings involved when you and I will be faithful, wise stewards over what God has given us. Again, yes, your job, your ministry, your family, your marriage, your children, your very life, your very being. When we are faithful to be faithful stewards of God's gifts, there's blessings in that. And I want to segue tonight. Stewardship is the theme for the entire month of February. But tonight, as we kick this off, in order for us to faithfully look after what God has given us, we're going to have to trust we're going to have to trust. We're going to have to trust God. In order for you and I to be a faithful steward and to be blessed for doing that and to be successful, we're going to have to trust. And this can be difficult, right? For so many reasons, this can be difficult. 
to trust. Perhaps because of some things that you've gone through in the past, perhaps your upbringing, perhaps some, some tragic situations, if we be real tonight, some tragic situations that you've, that you've survived and you, you've been through. For, for some of us, that could make it very difficult to trust. And what happens is we bring this into the kingdom of God where, where we talk about trust and we talk about Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, and Him telling us to trust, trust Him. He says, trust me, rely on me, lean on me. But for many, for many of us, that could be so difficult because we do have, and I don't say this lightly, but we have trust issues because of what we've been through. We're going to have church tonight. We're going to be real tonight. We've gone through things. We've gone through experiences, and, and it, it has, for many of us, affected our ability to trust. There are sayings that trust no one, right? We've heard that. I only trust him as far as I could throw him, right? We've heard that saying. And the fact is that many of us, sometimes we have trust issues when it comes to God. But we have to understand, now get this. And understand this truth that unless we trust God fully, we will never see him move fully in our lives. God is asking you to trust him 110% fully. And unless we fully trust him, unless we trust him 100%, we are going to be robbed from seeing God do so many things that he wants to do in our lives. You have to trust him fully. I have to trust him fully. So tonight, we're going to talk about trust, the key to successful living. What we're going to look at tonight is, is why we should trust God. We're also going to look at how, uh, why we can trust God. And lastly, we will look at how to develop our trust. So we're going to get into some, some scripture this morning. I believe God's going to help us. We're going to have a good time because I, I know that God wants to take us to the next level. God wants to do so many new things this year in our lives. And, and it doesn't matter uh, what's going on in the world. We're in the midst, yes, of a pandemic. We're in the midst of some crazy times. But God's ability is not diminished. God's faithfulness is not affected by what, by what goes on here on this planet. God is still faithful. He is still someone that we can trust. He's still trustworthy. Proverbs chapter 3 is our text tonight, so let's read this uh, together. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Now, here's what the Bible says. He says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart, he says. If you do this, you will live many years. Who receives that? That's good news, right? You will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Amen. I take that as well. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Oh, man, that's for someone here tonight. 
That's for someone here tonight. You will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and be with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Isn't that awesome tonight? Man, oh man, that is God's beautiful, truthful word tonight for you. So tonight we look at why we should trust. The first thing that we have to understand in answering the question why we should trust God is because his commands are definite and beyond compromise. They are very clear. God's word is very clear. This passage that we just read in Proverbs chapter 3 is very clear. It leaves no doubting. There's no doubt. There's no compromise there. God tells us, if you trust in me, if you do this, I will do this. There is no question. For example, in verse 1 in our text, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. He says, never. Never forget. Never forget the things he's taught us. Store his commands in our heart. If I do this, the Bible tells me, I will live many years and my life will be satisfying. Very clear. God's word is clear. There's no confusion when it comes to God's word. No confusion. So if we're talking about trust tonight, why should we trust God? Because his word is clear that it tells us that we can trust him. Now, as I said in the beginning, we have a hard time sometimes trusting because of the past. Because you've been let down. Perhaps by someone that's close to you, you've been let down. You've been hurt. You've been betrayed. You've been backstabbed. See, all these things, if we're not careful, we... Allow these things in, and these things can hinder our ability to trust. To trust, yes, even in our Heavenly Father, because sometimes we, we don't separate it. Sometimes it's, it's, it's all lumped up together, that I was betrayed, I was hurt. I was stabbed in the back. And, and, and sometimes we could think that, that God is able to do this to us, but I tell you what, tonight... And I know we understand this, but let me remind you that God has a perfect track record. That his faithfulness is perfect for you. That his ability to meet your need is perfect. That, that his faithfulness to you, that his love for you is unwavering, is unaffected. He loves you tonight. He loves you more than you can imagine. He's trustworthy tonight. He has a perfect track record. Even when others, perhaps someone maybe even close to us, doesn't have a perfect track record, God has a perfect track record. He's our Heavenly Father. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will never let us down. He has a perfect track record. So what we have to do when it comes to trust is we have to learn to shift our gaze from the things that hinder us, shift our gaze, gaze from the wrong things, and shift our gaze to Almighty God. Sometimes we're looking at the wrong thing. We're looking at people. We're looking at what people can do for us. My Bible tells me that God's a jealous God. Isn't that right? We're looking at people to fulfill our needs. We're looking at people to give us affirmation. We're looking at, at people for so many different things to meet our needs. And we don't say it outright. We'll never say it. We'll say, yeah, God's, God's the one that meets my needs. But 
based on our actions and our belief and the way we, we, we carry ourselves sometimes, we're looking at others to meet our needs when in fact the Bible says that God is a jealous God. And if we look to anyone other than God, we're going to be disappointed and we're going to be let down. God has a perfect track record. So we have to shift our gaze from the, the wrong things, from the temporal things, from the material things, and we have to look at him, our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father. You know, God has many names. Throughout the Bible, from, from cover to cover, he's unsearchable. It's beautiful. God has so many names. And sometimes we, we have difficulty trusting because, I mean, I was just thinking about this. He, he's... He's the Lamb of God, and that's beautiful. And why is he the Lamb of God? Because he's the perf perfect sacrifice for us. But sometimes we forget, and yes, even in the midst of battle, in the midst of this spiritual warfare that we're involved in, sometimes we forget that he's also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Can you say amen? Yes, he's the Lamb of God. He's the perfect sacrifice, a true example of humility gentleness when it comes to dealing with us his love is gentle his love for us is is unwavering he's the lamb of god but have we forgotten that in the time of war in the time of battle that while he's the lamb of god he's also the lion of the tribe of judah he's your champion he's your provider he's your shield what does that tell us when when we hear about a shield a shield is for battle it's for warfare he's our shield he's our buckler he's our rear guard He's all these things to us. We can trust God. We should trust God because his commands precede a promise. Now, as we look in our text here, and again in Proverbs 3, verse 1 through 10, I just want to quickly go, go in because there are many promises in this passage here. And... As we look, see, we can look at God's word as so many commands sometimes, right? We get religious, and sometimes, and that's the lie of the enemy that, oh, my gosh, there's so many rules, and it's so many, you know, so many things that God says, so many laws and so many rules. But when we think that way, we're blind to the fact that those laws, those things that God places in his word, they, they precede a blessing for your life. They precede a blessing. Any Thing that God commands, any law he gives, it's for your, it's in your best interest, it's in my best interest. God's not just doing it because he wants to be a ball and chain in our, li in our life and he wants to see us miserable. No, it's the, it's the contrary. He wants to see us happy. He wants to see us free. He wants to see us walk in liberty. Can you say amen? He wants to see us enjoy each and every day of our life. And when we give in to the lies of the enemy, sometimes we, we shy away from obeying God because we're afraid that it's going to ruin our day, but it's going to set you free. Now listen to this. Proverbs 3, as we start in verse 1 through 10, My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store your commands in my heart. Now listen there in verse 2. He says, if you do this. See, so he's talking about storing his commands in our heart. If you do this, there's the promise for you and I. You will live many years. You want to live many years? Well, how do you do that? You store his commands in your heart, and your life will be satisfying. Isn't that good news tonight? Your life will be satisfying. Your job will be satisfying. Your ministry will be satisfying. Your relationship with your husband or your wife or your children will be satisfying. Everything will be satisfying if you store his commands in your heart. Verse 3, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. 
Tie them around your neck. Look at verse 4. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Oh, man, that's good news. So as we go on, and we could, we could, we could look at this entire scripture. So, uh, so in your Bible study time, in your time of, 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 uh, of study, look at that. Look at the words there in verse 4. Then, verse 6, he will show you which path to take. Verse 8, then you will have healing. Amen. Verse 10, then he will fill your barns with grain. Cause and effect. As you're faithful, as you trust God, there's promises that are going to come your way. Remember this passage, Proverbs chapter 3. We have a responsibility on our part. As we're faithful in this, we're able to see God, God move as we're obedient. 1 John 3, 22. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. Amen. That's good news tonight. 1 John 3, 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the, those things that are pleasing in his sight. So as you and I are faithful, as we trust God, as we obey God, there's blessings coming your way. You have a financial need tonight? You're, you're believing God for breakthrough? Be a faithful steward with your finances according to God's word. And this scripture is for you. Your barns will overflow. Your vats will overflow. That, that's God's word for someone tonight. You're believing God for some financial breakthrough? That's your answer. You're believing in God for healing tonight? There's an answer for you in this passage. There's something for each and every one of us. We should trust God also because he's trustworthy. Can you say amen? Psalm chapter 37, verse 4 through 6. The Bible says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Delight yourself in the Lord. Give yourself to the work of God, to what he wants to do in your life. Take pleasure in it. You want to see some new breakthrough in your life? Take pleasure in where God has you, with what he's entrusted you in. Be faithful with that. Be faithful in that arena. Be faithful in that field that God currently has you in. I know sometimes we can look at so many other places, right? We think the grass is greener on the other side, and, and we look at that person's field, or we look at that, that person's uh, uh, ministry, or we look at that person's. But be faithful where God has you, and God will meet your need. As you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. He knows what you desire. He knows exactly what you desire. As you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you those things. So those are the reasons why we should trust God. Now, why, uh, why we can trust God? First of all, because he cares. He cares for you so much. He cares for you. He cares for what you're going through. He cares for your situation right now. He cares for, for the things that, that, that keep you up sometimes, that worry you. He cares about those things. He cares for you. We can't put it into words how much he cares for us. My goodness, God's care for us. You can't measure it. It's unending. It's never ending. He cares so much for you. He's concerned for us. See, sometimes we, we may have grown up a certain way, and there weren't maybe people in our lives that should have cared for us, right, that, that naturally we thought would have cared for us, but their actions said, said otherwise. 
That's not our Heavenly Father. He cares for you. He cares for what you've been through. He cares for what you're going through right now. He sees it. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I'll say that again. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. He says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. That's for someone this evening. You have, you're having issues trusting God. You're having issues. You think that he's going to let you down. You think that he's not going to come through at the right time. You think that he's going to fail you, but this is God's word for you. He says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Church, we have so much, so many reasons to trust in God. And I'm with you. You know, there are needs in my life that I have right now, but I'm having to trust in God for those things. And what is that causing me to do? It's causing me to not worry about it. And I'm human, and I, and I have concerns, and sometimes these things try to get into my, my, my mind and my heart. They're real issues. They're real things that we face. But I'm trusting God with it. Because in my life, in the years that I've been serving God, he has never, and I can say this truthfully 100%, he's never let me down. He's never failed me. He's blessed me above and beyond, more than I could even imagine. Sometimes I just, I just stand back and I'll, I'll look at whether I'm in a different situation, I mean, whether I'm looking at my children or my wife or, or, or just at work or whatever, and I just stand back sometimes and I behold, and it's like me beholding the glory of God because he's, he's met my needs so many times. He's blessed me in ways that, that, that I never expected. And I have to tell myself, Matt, this is why you can trust God with this situation. It's not new. This test that I'm in, that I'm currently facing, it's not new. It hasn't, ta it hasn't taken God by surprise. It's, it's nothing new. But God, because of his perfect track record, he's given me so much of a reason to trust in him. He's told me, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And he's never done that. In all the years of my serving him, I've, uh, I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I've never been disappointed by God. I'm taken back at his grace. Man, oh, man, God could have, could have, have, have cast me down so many times, but I'm, I'm taken back at his long suffering, at his patience in my life. This is why I could trust him. This is why when, when, when a new trial comes up, when a new test comes up in my life, yeah, sometimes it, 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 might, it might rock my world for a minute, but I could trust him because he's never let me down. And I know you could say that tonight. He's never let you down. He has never let you down. So he cares for us. Secondly, he's generous. God is a generous God. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And here we see in the aspect of giving, right, and, and, and us giving to the kingdom of God and trusting him with our finances. So in that aspect, in that department, let's see what, what the Bible says. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, right? So in this aspect, we're talking about finances. And do not give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives 
cheerfully. Amen? So now look at verse 8. It's getting good here. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's gospel tonight. As the scriptures say, they share freely and they give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a, a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts, those who need them, they will thank God. God is a generous God. You have a need tonight. God is a generous God. God desires, as, as a parent desires to, to fulfill and meet the needs of their children and their loved ones, a million times over, God desires to meet your need and, needs and to be generous in your life. James 1, 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. That's why you can trust God, because he cares for you. And he's generous to you and I. Look at what he's given us. I mean, look at the parking lot. Look at the nice cars that are, I mean, you know, you know, compared to the rest of the world, we're considered rich. This nation, I mean, if the fact that you have a car, and yes, even two, three, or four cars, some of you, how wealthy compared to the rest of the world. See, sometimes we, we as far as we look, is just our next door neighbor. I'm like, oh, they just got that. I'm going to have to one-up one them, and I'm going to get that car, or I'm going to get the newer model. See, sometimes we, we only look so far as our, our, our neighbor to the left or right or on our street. But look, look at this world. How rich, rich you are. Yes, even materially, how rich you and I are compared to many out there that, 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 that don't have that. How good God's been to us. Tonight, you're going to go home, you're going to have something good to eat. Praise God. You have food on the table. You have clothes on your back. Look at your closet tonight. Look at your closet tomorrow morning. You have selection. There are many out there that don't have that blessing and that privilege. Can you say amen? See, it's all, we, all, we have to keep it in perspective tonight. Man, we could so quickly lose sight. Like, oh, and then we get discontent, right? We become ungrateful. Like, oh, man, they, they you know, and then we, we become bitter and, and, and someone else gets blessed and we're mad at them for getting blessed. <laughs> God's blessed you. Man, God has blessed you and I. He spoils us. So how do we develop our trust here as we start to wind this down? How do we develop our trust? Because if you're here tonight and you're saying, yeah, Brother Matt, I, I, have, I have hardship trusting. I have challenge trusting God. Well, first, when you enter adversity, and you may be in it right now, and if you're not in it and you're on the mountaintop, thank God for that. Praise God. But adversity will come, okay? So it, it will come. So when we're in the midst of adversity, we have to use that as an opportunity to trust God. So in that way, we could thank God for that trial. Yeah, you could thank God for that trial. You could thank God for that circumstance that you're going through. As uncomfortable as it feels, as, as, as difficult as it feels, you could thank God for that because why? That is an opportunity 
for you to see God meet your need tonight. And your trust will be increased. Now listen to this. King David says this in Psalm 34, 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. This is King David talking. This is King David who as a young man protected his flock and killed bears and killed lions. This is King David, and, and he's saying here that, God, you freed me from all my fears. Even the greatest, even the greatest have fears. But God understands that. And in, here in this passage, we pray to the Lord, he answered me, he freed me from all my fears. Tonight, if you're hung up on fear tonight, God's going to free you from that fear. God's going to free you from that fear that, that paralyzes you from taking the next step. God's going to free you from those fears tonight. It's all through his power. So in adversity, we could trust God. To develop our trust, we make a decision and an act of faith to trust, even when we don't understand. Even when you don't understand how it's going to work out, you could still trust. Now, it is not your business how it's going to work out. That's God's realm. Can you say amen? That is God's realm. How, it's, how he's going to do it, that's God's realm. He's going meet to meet, meet your need tonight. He's going to provide for you. Well, how, God? That is not for us to ask. And we have to be careful sometimes on the questions. Right? Questions that draw us closer to God and finding answers in the Word of God. Praise God for those. But... The questions that we ask when God placed a period at the end of a sentence, when we try to reformat that and, and, and end it with a question mark, then we have to be careful. God has declared in the heavenlies in his universal law that he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. That if he says, test me in this, and he's talking about our tithes in Malachi chapter 3, test me in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing where there will not be room enough to receive it. And here we are. How are you going to do that, God? Why are you going to do that? That's not for us to ask. He said it. Receive it. That's faith. He said it. Receive it. He promised that you're going to be healed. Receive it. Can you say amen? He promised that you're going to be delivered. Receive it tonight. He promised that he's going to take away your fears. Receive it tonight. He promised that he's going to meet your need. Receive that tonight. Because we can cause ourselves so many sleepless nights with us asking why. How's this going to work out? And I'll tell you what. I am the biggest culprit of trying to figure it out and trying to figure out how's this going to work out. How's the math going to work out? But God doesn't work according to this worldly math spectrum. Can you say amen? Right? He doesn't. He fed multitudes with five loaves of bread and two fish. He fed thousands. How do you do that? I don't know. He just blessed it. He just gave thanks for it. Some of you, you have to thank God for what's in your bank account tonight because he's going to use that to meet your need. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't understand. I'll never understand how he's going to do it. And you know what's beautiful about that passage when he fed the multitudes? What does the Bible say? It's, the Bible says that, that there were baskets left over, that there was, there was increase, there was enough left over 
So you're praying for God to meet your needs. You're praying for your bills to be paid. I'll tell you what, God is going to meet your needs, and he's going to give you extra so you can go on a little vacation. Can you say amen? You've been having those desires. As you've been delighting yourself in the Lord, trusting in him, he's going to delight to bless you with above and beyond. Can you say amen? He doesn't need a lot. He just needs our trust, and he will show off for you. Oh, man, he will show off for you tonight. Look at our children, how they trust. You know, almost every time I leave here to church, my, my son is asking, I want, Dad, take me to McDonald's, or no, recently, Chick-fil-A. Because Chick-fil-A is on our way. Dad, take me to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. He doesn't ask me, uh, hey, Dad, do you, have, uh, do you have any money or can you afford it this month? Or how are the bills looking, Dad? I mean, can we afford it? He doesn't say that. He just says, I want Chick-fil-A. He is not concerned with how, Mommy or Daddy, you're going to make that happen or how to, to furnish that trip. <laughs> He's not worried about it. Now listen to what the Bible says here, and thinking about the heart and the mind of a child. Mark chapter 10, verse 15, I tell you the truth, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. You know what's so beautiful and awesome about children and their faith? It's beyond question. It's beyond question. If you promise them something, they're going to believe you. That's it. Why? Because, because mommy and daddy said so. They're not concerned with the how or the why. They're just concerned with the good news that, hey, we're going here or we're going to do this. In the same way, you and I have to have that heart in the kingdom of God. When God says it, as a little child, receive it. Don't question it. Receive it. Bless it. And a child doesn't have a care or worry, right? While they're enjoying that, that combo or they're enjoying that Chick-fil-A, they're, they're, they're blessed. And they, they don't have a concern in the world. They're just receiving the blessing and they're living in it. In the same way, church, let us understand that heart of a child. Receiving the kingdom of God, receiving the promises of God as a little child. Not to fret, not to waver. To know that if you have a need, God's going to take pleasure as your heavenly father to meet that need. God gives us so many reasons why we could trust him all throughout the word of God. He's going to meet your need tonight. And I say that with full confidence in Jesus' name because God says it, not because I said it. Thank you, Jesus. If we could have our worship team make their way up tonight as we have our heads, our heads bowed tonight.